Hello and welcome back to Daily Business News with the latest business stories in just five minutes, seven days a week. Here are the top business stories for Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed, available on iPhone and Android. Morgan Stanley has awarded $20 million bonuses to each of its three CEO candidates, Andy Saperstein, Dan Simkowitz, and Ted Pick. Pick has been chosen to replace CEO James Gorman, while Saperstein and Simkowitz have received expanded responsibilities. The bonuses, determined by the board of directors, are equity-based and are seen as being in the best interest of the company. In other news, Samsung has confirmed that its upcoming Galaxy S24 will include satellite-based features for emergency services, following Apple's lead. Samsung executive Park Yong stated that the company will offer satellite connectivity for emergency services on its flagship phones starting in early 2024. The company is also considering enabling users to send and receive all types of messages via satellite. This decision aligns with Samsung's goal of incorporating advanced satellite connectivity features into its Galaxy S25. Meanwhile, Rhythm CEO Michael Rhythm discusses the successful acquisition of Sculptor, a subsidiary of Goldman Sachs. Rhythm's team aims to create a world-class global asset manager. The acquisition, financed with $2 billion in cash and liquidity, is seen as a significant step forward. Despite lawsuits and other issues, Rhythm's bid received support from the Special Committee, which prioritized shareholder interest over maintaining the current management team. In recent news, Google CEO Sundar Pichai testified in the company's antitrust trial, countering the Justice Department's argument that Google dominates Internet search due to anti-competitive agreements. Pichai attributed Google's search dominance to innovation and early investment in its Chrome browser. The trial, overseen by U.S. District Judge Amit Mehta, could potentially result in changes to Google's business practices. Next, New York developer Mickey Naftali, who moved to Miami a decade ago, has decided not to develop in his hometown, despite being in a prime position to do so. Instead, he moved to Florida, where other New Yorkers have developed luxury condos, hotels, and office towers. Naftali's decision comes amid a nationwide office market slump. HSBC has warned of the potential for a further deterioration in China's property market, with profits falling short of expectations due to a $500 million charge to cover potential losses on commercial real estate loans. The bank reported higher interest income and lower borrowing costs, but highlighted ongoing risks that could affect its lending business. HSBC plans to conduct another share buyback of up to $3 billion. Meanwhile, former FTX engineering director Nishad Singh has asked for help securing personal loans and distanced himself from the company's financial crisis. Nishad Bankman-Fried, a former FTX employee, stated that he would help Singh if the company survived the crisis. Singh was reportedly actively suicidal. In other news, President Biden is set to issue an executive order on artificial intelligence, aiming to regulate how U.S. companies develop AI and how regulators oversee it. 
The order will establish standards for American companies and public agencies with the goal of making the UK the global leader in regulating AI. This comes as the British government hosts an international summit on AI safety. Next, U.S. wireless companies are generating revenue from customers who are holding on to their older phones longer and taking better care of them. Verizon's finance chief, Tony Schiattas, stated that this shift is occurring as Apple adjusts to a less phone-hungry customer base and has a thriving secondary market for older smartphones. Revenue growth from services such as advertising, iCloud, and the App Store has also become a profit engine for wireless companies. Lastly, Australia has rejected European Union proposals for a free trade agreement, stating that a deal is unlikely to be reached for several years. The two countries have been negotiating since 2018, with Australia seeking to increase agricultural exports and Europe seeking greater access to Australia's critical minerals industry. No progress has been made, and the National Farmers Federation has thanked the government for refusing to sign a deal that would disadvantage Australian farmers. Our top business stories for today are brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed. Download the free Blogcast app on your iPhone or Android today. If you enjoyed this, please consider listening to our other podcasts, Daily Tech News, Daily Science News, Daily Lifestyle News, and Daily World News. Thanks for listening. Blogcast.